You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Talking about sweet time. I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end. How's it hit you? When you get that kind of news, man, what you do? And he said, I went skydiving, I went Rocky Mountain climbing, I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Blue Manchu. said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. Welcome to Run With The Boys. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I am joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. Live like you are dying. What a great message. I take it we're going to get a little deep in this episode. Yeah, I guess this season's going to be the season to go deep, right? <laughs> a few episodes ago with uh, with the, the sandwich generation. So, but, you know, it's life. And we do go through this. Um, so we are all here at Mentoro about handling your money properly, making sound financial decisions, right? That's why we're here. But why is that important? It's a great question. It is definitely nice being able to buy stuff, but that's not what it means to be wealthy, at least not in our opinion. Today, we're going to discuss regrets some have when they're at the end of their life uh, here on earth. However, before jumping into that, I know you and I both experienced the loss of our dads. The emotional impact goes without saying, but how did this impact you financially? Right. Um, and, and we both shared a little bit before, but, you know, with me, I was teaching at the time and I went down. Um, so my dad had a stroke in August. I went down to part time right before Christmas break. So right in December. I So, you know, half of my salary. My mom was helping, you know, help me, you know, make up a little bit of that salary as well. But then, uh, you know, I, I missed out on some of the, the retirement you know, that I would have had by taking off, you know, half the year. Um, you know, teaching the rest of the year, half time, part time. But then in addition, it was towards the end of that school year. So I guess like April, I made the decision because, you know, we were hoping my dad was going to get better. And it seemed like he was improving at that point. So I made a decision to resign from teaching the next school year. So I didn't sign a contract and I was going to be his full time caretaker. So that was like beginning of April, so spring breakish. Um, and then he slowly started to go downhill, but I had no job. At the end of June, he passed away. And I'm going to tell you, when you're a teacher, trying to find a teaching job at the end of June is uh, is not ideal. <laughs> most of those positions are, are filled. So I, uh, you know, I, I spent the next couple of months. It didn't get hired until like I, I found a job towards the end of August, and here I was. Gosh, at that time, I don't know. It was in 44, 43. I found a job teaching kindergartners. So let me tell you, uh, it was a little different teaching kindergartners <laughs> when I was 43 compared to when I was 23, but I, I managed and then it all worked out. And then, you know, here at Mentor, so it all was part of the plan. But yes, it did, you know, somewhat of a financial impact on me, but, you know, I would never trade it for the world. And I know kind of with you, you know, when your father got sick and then passed, it was, you know, probably at a, a, a really uh, difficult period in your life. So. 
Yeah, it was completely for me. I was not necessarily out on my own yet. I was in college and I was one of those lucky millennials who went to college 2007, right as everything with the recession was really going strong. Um, and that definitely impacted my parents and their business. And um, so I I was needing to get a job and, and kind of figuring out a way to support myself to take some of that burden off my parents because college is so expensive. Um, and then about a year after that is when my dad got sick. And so naturally that changes his ability to work and needing to get chemo treatments. And because I'm from a small town, they were out of town and just all the complexities that go into that. Um, and naturally I wanted to be there. I wanted to spend as much time as I could with my dad outside of going to school. And so I needed to step back from the jobs that I was working so that I could spend that time with my dad. So yeah, it's a, every little piece adds up when you're in one of those situations for sure. And it may not be such a dramatic, uh, loss in terms of, you know, magnitude, but, uh, again, every little penny adds up when you're in that situation, especially when you're in college. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, in, that when my dad had a stroke, it was 27 uh, 2017. He ended up passing summer of 2018. And that was a hard year for me because uh, not only did I lose my dad, but in January of that year, my grandmother went to the hospital, um, had to put her on a ventilator, and then she became vent dependent, which we thought. So a week later, we had to take her off the ventilator, and she passed mm. like very close to me, lived three houses down from me, mm. my daughter. Ella. So horrible, horrible, horrible year. But I do remember visiting both of them when they were in the hospital and I would walk by other rooms and there would just be patients laying in a bed, maybe hooked up to oxygen, whatever. And they had no visitors just, you know, completely alone. And I thought, you know, at that time, I'm like, these people could be millionaires. They could have millions of dollars in the bank. Does it really matter at that point in time? No. Mm -hmm. So it kind of struck me that, you know, unfortunately for some of them, they may have had some regrets about the choices they made. Mm, that's interesting. Well, most of us will probably not accomplish everything we want to in this life and have, if you're like me, made lots of mistakes. There are five common regrets we've found that people have when they look back on life. And coming up after the break, we're going to take a look at some of these regrets. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. On this episode, we are taking a look at some common regrets we have as we approach death. I know this is not a fun topic, but really, it is at the core of what we here at Mentoro do. We don't want you to have regrets. <laughs> right. It is important to make sound financial decisions, but the reason to do so is so you can focus on the stuff that really is important. Mm -hmm. So while some of us will regret things that others won't, we do have someone we can turn to when it comes to this. Bonnie Ware spent many years working in palliative care. Palliative care is specialized medical care for people living with a serious illness, such as cancer or heart failure. Patients in palliative care may receive medical care for their symptoms, along with treatment intended to cure this serious illness. Palliative care is meant to enhance a person's current care by focusing on quality of life for them and for their family. 
Right. So individuals with this type of care can recover from an illness, but many do end up going home to pass. Um, so we've heard, heard, you know, palliative care and also hospice. So hospice, mm-hmm. a lot of times, that's when you go home with hospice. It's like if something were to happen to you, they're not going to bring you to the hospital and try to improve your condition. It's going to they're going to give you pain meds to make hopefully a, the least amount of pain you have to experience as you approach death. Whereas palliative care, you know, it can be cured and it's not, it's a step, you know, before hospice. So, um, so, so Bonnie was with many of her patients for the last three to 12 weeks of their lives. When discussing this time, Bonnie said people grow a lot when they are faced with their own mortality. I learned never to underestimate someone's capacity for growth. Some changes were phenomenal. Each experienced a variety of emotions as expected. Denial, fear, anger, remorse, more denial, and eventually acceptance. Every single patient found their peace before they departed, though. Every one of them. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So when questioned about any regrets they had or anything they would do differently, common themes surfaced again and again. One of these themes was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Ooh, man. Bonnie stated that this was the most common regret of all. She goes on by saying when people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to the choices that they had made or not made. It is very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. Oh, wow. Wow. So, you know, and, and with the pressure, we can sometimes feel trying to get as many likes as we can on social media. We can definitely find ourselves trying to please and impress others rather than ourselves. Mm. Right? And that's, I mean, honestly, that's part of the reason Mentoro is here. Big thing is behavioral finance, that we try to keep up with others. We try to do things that we think are going to impress others. And are we really doing it for ourselves? Mm-mm. Most of the time we aren't. <laughs> no, no, that's so true. It's, uh, it's, I can imagine scary if you know, I think about this in terms of maybe it's you're living in life based on what other people want of you, um, but also because maybe you um, you didn't feel that you could live the life that you wanted. So in, in looking at kind of where we sit in today's world with a lot more acceptance that we had in, in previous years of people being able to live more freely, I think about how many people were faced with that, yeah. you know, in in the history, uh, especially within this country, it's interesting. Well, and you know, I mean, since we are a financial education company, finances have a lot to do with living in life Mm -hmm. that you want. And I'm not talking about going to on beach vacations and and things like that. I'm talking having the courage to, to live the life that's true to yourself. Unfortunately, and it can go both ways, but a lot of times it's with females. They may be in a relationship where the male has control of the money and they know nothing about it. And it's hard for them to escape. It could be a horrible relationship. They want out, but they don't know how to do it. That's not living a life true to themselves. Or with the whole Me Too movement, we had plenty of females in jobs that were horrible jobs. They were being abused in, in many different ways. But because they didn't have the, their financial house in order, they couldn't tell their boss, you know what, go to hell, I'm out of here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because you know, no one should ever put up with some of the behavior that we hear has happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that isn't living a life true to yourself. So, you know, finances, it's not the end all be all, but they are important so that you have options. We've always talked about that. You have different options in life. And that to me, when you have options, hopefully you don't have many regrets. Yep. Very, very good point. So this next one that Bonnie goes over, it may be a little tricky for me to say because uh, <laughs> my boss is sitting right across from me. But Bonnie said another common regret was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Hold on. All right, we got to unpack this. Unpack this. Yeah, there's a couple of suitcases here. We got to unpack. Um, so Bonnie said this regret came from every male patient that she nursed. But before jumping to conclusions and thinking they just didn't want to work, right? So males reported they put their work first. And as a result, missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. So all of the men she nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence. Right. So while work is important, we have to remember why we are working. Bonnie went on to explain that by simplifying your lifestyle and making conscious choices along the way, it is possible to not need the income that you think you do. And by creating more space in your life, you become happier and more open to new opportunities, ones more suited to your new lifestyle. Yes. And work is important. I mean, we, of course, we think work is important and I love what I do. You love, I mean, there's certain days, of course, we don't love every single day. It's not all, you know, rainbows you don't? and butterflies. I do, I do. <laughs> After this, I'll go talk to a couple of <laughs> so, Yeah. But, you know, we deal with stuff. You're just dealing with something this morning you came in because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yes, there's things. But I do think in this, maybe, you know, with this newer generation, which I admire, there, I mean, we hear negatives about millennials and then, you know, Gen Z, oh, they don't want to, you know what, I think. Sometimes there's also like if the job isn't fulfilling, they have the courage to leave and not just stick out some non-existence job that they dislike for 40 years so they get the gold watch at the end. I mean, right. that is a difference. So it is one of those things we have to work. We need to provide. We, it's important to work, but also have a, a fulfilling career, I think, is very important as well. But then also back to the big question, why are we working? Right. At the end of the day, I'm not working to have a bunch of money in the bank. Right. I mean, I I think it just goes to show that the rat race and the grind is real. And when you get caught on that hamster wheel, you know, before too long, you look up and maybe you've hit those goals with work or you've hit that, you know, net worth that you've been striving for, which is great. But what did you have to give in order to get that? Were you able to accomplish those goals with healthy balance in your life or not? And to give you an example from my dad, not necessarily work related, but lifestyle related, he was extremely health conscious, Um, probably one of the healthiest people that I know in terms of the way he lived his life and what he ate, why he ate it, when he ate it, how he exercised, all of that. And, you know, the irony of him dying from a health issue is still something that that's an ironic thing that I still struggle with making sense of. But I remember him calling me one day, And it was it was such a fun call for me because he said, you'll never guess what I just did. And I said, what? And he goes, I went to McDonald's and I got the two cheeseburger meal, a large, a large fry and a large Coca-Cola. And I loved every bit of it. And I was like, hell yeah, that, (laughs) you know, it's. Yeah, it's the balance and moderation that we say all the time. And I don't think that, you know, with this example that my dad really would have 
thrived having McDonald's more, but it was one of those experiences. I think he was kind of looking back and saying, you know, what, why have I been depriving myself of things that I actually enjoy? Occasionally it's okay. okay, And that was a really fun day for him. So. So those were two different thoughts that we should think about coming up after the break, three more regrets many have as they look back on their lives. Like what you are hearing on Run With The Bulls? Want a little more? Visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. Welcome back. In this episode, we've been discussing regrets many have when they are faced with limited life left on this earth. Yes. And, and real quick, I'm just curious with you. So you had time, you know, from your dad when he was diagnosed until he passed. Were there any regrets like you just talked about McDonald's? Did he kind of do those things that he wanted to? Or do you think he I'm just curious, like, was there anything he said, man, I wish I would have done this? I'm sure he had those conversations with my mom. Uh, He never really had those conversations with me. It was always kind of a brave face type situation with me. But knowing him like I did, um, he really loved what he did for a living. Uh, He he was a doctor and he really loved working with his patients. And I think for him, he realized um, he was facing a time where he was going to have to step away from his patients, some of them that he had been working with for 33 years. So I think for him, it was really trying to live in the moment with those patients, be very intentional about each and every, you know, exam that he had and each and every, because it could have been the last right. moment. And I think for him. You know, I've had friends that have lost people like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with us, we did have time to process it. And, you know, for me, I'm glad I had that time with my dad that, I got to talk about the things. The only thing in this, like I said, we, we kept things light. So like, it was kind of like towards the end when we had hospice in and I'm like, dad, I'm like, is there anything that you want to do? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have an idea. I'm like, oh boy, I want to go rent a Lamborghini and go 150 <laughs> miles an hour and just crash it into the side of the road or inside of a, like an overpass, a, a bridge. And I said, well, since how you can't drive and I really am enjoying my life, I said, you may have to find someone to drive that car for you because I'm out. I love you, but I'm out. So. Nope. Yeah. 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 So, but it is, that is funny when you, when you're faced with those things, it's yeah. like, what, what really would you do? And I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the options are endless in some people's minds. Yes. Yes. So while you may be thinking, you know, when we talk about these regrets, it has nothing to do with money. The opposite is the truth. So at Mentor, one of our core values is to empower. Having a lot of regrets is definitely not very empowering. So true. Another common regret that Bonnie reported was, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. While it is not always wise to speak what's on your mind, Bonnie said that many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settled for a mediocre existence and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Yes. Um, and, and, it, and, you know, we're not talking like this isn't like in political differences or things like that. I mean, so we're talking you know, just in general, your opinion, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. matters. And it can be very difficult to express your feelings and thoughts. And I mean, you and I do this every episode. We get pretty deep of this podcast sometimes and express those things. So we cannot control how others will react. But being honest either raises a relationship to a healthier level or it releases it from your life. Either way, it's a win. 
It's a very good point. You know, in being a, a manager, I have unfortunately had to say goodbye to employees that I really cared about. But in the end, like you said, being honest ended up putting both of us in a better situation. You know, a lot of times it's very easy. And sometimes in our culture where we're now, a lot of people, they like sitting on the sidelines and it's very easy to point out mistakes. But I'd rather be in playing the game. And you know mm -hmm. what? If I mess up, I mess up, but we're trying. So mm -hmm. I think that is kind of important. Um, just, you know, once again, you don't have to express every feeling you have. And we're not talking politics or religion, things like that here. But, you know, we all have opinions and some of them are very valuable. So mm -hmm. express them. That's a, a really good example. And I know, too, kind of shifting back to my dad again, um, but not necessarily talking about his end of life, but my experience with him nearing the end of his life and regrets that I may have had. And that's something else to keep in mind that uh, the end of his life was also the end of my relationship with him and making sure that I said the things that I felt and got things off my chest or let him know for me, I, I didn't have beef with my dad. I had a wonderful relationship right. with my dad, but for me, it was having the opportunity and taking the opportunity to tell him how much I cared for him and how much I love him. Right. That's I've, I've been asked before, was it better that you had this extended period of your of your dad's life to be able to tell him goodbye versus it happening in a split second. And I can tell you, um, neither way is yeah. ideal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both have their, their cons for sure. But, um, I would say with this, at least I had the moment to express my feelings towards him and make sure that he knew as he passed, how much I respected him, appreciated him and what I felt like I could do with my life once he was gone. And that's something that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are when you lose someone, you always rack your brain about things that you might regret. And that's one that thankfully I can say I, I don't regret. Yeah. I mean, and it was, I don't, yeah, it's hard to say easier, harder. I, I remember specifically it was like beginning of June when my dad came home with hospice. So June 17th, I mean, that was my anniversary, but it was also Father's Day. And it was, mm. I remember sitting there with him in his bed, you know, and I, I reflected on myself, like just those things that we don't, we take for granted sometimes. I'm like, I knew, you know, this is my last Father's Day with the dad. So like it was, a kind, you know, just, but appreciating that and talking to him and kind of telling stories and things like that. So I think, yeah, I think just for me, it opened up like, we never know when our last breath is mm -hmm. going to be. So, you know, take that time. And I think this is where Bonnie is kind of talking. To yeah. Take that time to express those things that are really important in life. 100%. So with any relationship, you know, it's common for all of us to, to let them slip, um, especially friendships. But when faced with death, what is important becomes very apparent. While many may want to get their financial affairs in order, it is not money or status that is really at the top of the list. They want to get things in order more for the benefit of those they love, right? So in the end, love and relationships really are what matters. That's it. That's it. So a final common regret for most was, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Bonnie said that many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. Fear of change had many of her patients pretending to others and themselves that they were content. But deep down, they just wanted a good laugh and some silliness in their lives. Mm. Bonnie summed up her findings by stating, life is a choice. It is your life. Choose consciously. Choose wisely. Choose honestly. Choose happiness. So that is the definition of a wealthy life. Kind of reminds me of this Robert Frost poem. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and 
sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler. Long I stood, and looked down one, as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though, as for that, the passing there had really worn them about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet, knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. I think that's a great way to wrap up this episode. If you ever have an idea for a topic that you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorgroup.com. Danny, thank you so much for chatting and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.